I want to welcome in Rocco Petroli, the chairman of the advisory board of the NCRMA, which is the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called cannabis sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Rocco, thank you so much for traveling up here from Pittsburgh, I believe, is where you originated today. Anyway. Actually originated today from my home in State College, BA. Oh, State College. Home of the Penn State Nittany Lions. The Nittany Lions. Uh, oh, in fact, I think there's a promise of a visit at some point, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and we, we need to do a live stream from there. Oh, my we, goodness We gracious. need to agree to that today. But, Jimmy, <laughs> i got to tell you, to show you yes. and to prove to everybody yeah. that anything's possible. Yes. 20-some years ago, 30-some years ago, me sitting, you know, voracious sports fan, yeah. uh, impressionable adolescent, yes. listening to Jimmy Young up in New England. Oh, my God. And you... here we are 30 years later, and I'm hey. sitting in a studio talking cannabis with you. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> okay. On a lot of fronts, the fact that we yeah. both lasted this long, right? Yeah. And the well, fact... this is no accident. I know. <laughs> Rocco, you're going to be great. I love it. I appreciate that nice compliment. Tell us a little bit about your life story in a just a encapsulated form, which, by the way, when I tell my life story, usually people set their clocks ahead anyway. Well, un yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you're limiting me to an hour today. Yeah, that's so, right. So I'm going to have to encapsulate quite yes. a bit. Tell but, us about I mean, your bio. I, I've, lived a, I've lived a fortunate life. Uh, I mean, very, very strong uh, Italian family. Whoa, 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 wait a second. You're Italian? Yeah, how about that? I, I told you this is no accident. I'm shocked <laughs> to hear that. I'm shocked to... Oh, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Uh, I mean, solid family upbringing. Uh, you know, very fortunate. I mean, outside of the 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 regular and, and typical maladies that we deal with, I mean, very, very little sadness in my life. Uh, found a great mate, uh, been with me 38 years, plus, 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 two great children, and, uh, you know, a background that, that people might find surprising, but uh, uh, I'm, uh, I talk about my alma mater, Penn State. Yeah. I graduated with a degree in chemical engineering back in 1982. How was that organic chemistry <laughs> class? Oh, man, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what, it was really the physical chemistry class. And I can say this with affection because I have, we have a son now who's a medical doctor. Yeah. But we always hey. used to say, how can you, in physical chemistry, yeah. how can you tell the pre-meds 
and the pre-meds were always the one that were studying just before the exam. <laughs> we had already given up by then. <laughs> that I get. That I get. I'll, my, my fellow classmates who had to take organic, I felt so bad for them. But, you know, or, I loved it. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's like anything, you know, if you find the sweet spot. But, uh, and science is in everything. True. Right. True. As, as we'll talk about maybe yes, a we bit will. later. But, yes, we uh, will. You know, once I got focused on engineering, it was always chemical engineering. So, gotcha. uh, and and sort of with with some background also in materials, uh, morphed uh, morphed into the uh, into the uh, materials section of of chemical engineering, and mm -hmm. spent about thirty years in uh, various capacities, from technical to uh, CEO of automotive component manufacturing companies. Wow, there you go. As a CEO. What's the most important lesson you can share and talk to us about? What, what makes a good CEO in your mind? Well, I mean, there, there are a number of things mm -hmm. that, that make a good CEO and, and I'm, something I always prided myself on and, and the tie is you, you, have to be, you have to be good with your people. You have to be a leader. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to be a leader that people emulate, not because they have to, but because they want to. Mm. And uh, you know, I've been—I'm—I'm I'm a veteran of 14 startups, and uh, you know, I—I—you I, know—I talk about and how I've motivated people all along the way is giving them an opportunity to be a part of a legacy, and and create things that haven't been there before. Right. Uh, but uh, as far as responsibility, which is the tie to—I I assume one of your questions is going to be how did you get from automotive components to cannabis? But uh, by the know. way, if you feel like asking yourself questions, <laughs> I'll just take a break. I got no problem with that. <laughs> but, but the number one responsibility yes. of a CEO is to protect his company and to mitigate risks surrounding his company. Ah, good segue yeah. into the next slide, shall we? This is the NCRMA vision statement. And rather than read it verbatim, um, let's talk a little bit about what is risk management. Risk management, you know, the, the, the formal definition or the, or the Wikipedia definition mm -hmm. and uh, is, you know, it's, it is a practice or it is a process that uh, organizations use or individuals use to, to properly understand and mitigate and control any of the risks that uh, surround their business. I mean, you, you know the common terms, right? Derailers, showstoppers. Uh, the, those are things that risk management practices and tools help you keep in check and help you keep at bay. Sometimes elimin eliminate, eliminating them, but more times controlling them. And when you talk about risk management, few industries carry more risks than cannabis because when you mention the name or that you are in that business, everybody has an opinion, whether it is based on fact or not, they all have opinions about the fact that cannabis and the green wave is moving closer and closer to decriminalization, at least at the federal level, if not legalization, over a five-year or six-year period. Uh, cannabis uh, people in that business know they're taking a risk by getting into that business. So it's inherent in this, yes? Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, you know, w as you, as you uh, would expect, you and I are going to walk back and forth here 
across this line and editorialize from time to time. Mm -hmm. but, but, but a bit of an editorial is that that perceived uh, risk or danger is really unfair. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think we all know that. Yes. And, uh, you know, particularly those who, of us who have decided, you know, like you, mm -hmm. after a rather diverse uh, 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 career, career that, <laughs> that you spent uh, in another place, yes. you know, decided to put our efforts into it. I mean, my, my personal attraction uh, was and has always been medical cannabis mm -hmm. because of, uh, you know, the benefits. Right. Uh, that uh, you know, we now need to properly prop up, and then create the clinical data right. to prove that the benefits that people claim are there are there. Right. But uh, you know, outside of that, it's a farm product. Right. And you know, dating back to our forefathers and our ancestors, I mean, it, it was a farm product that was cultivated and used for certain purposes. And on a past news dabs. I actually talked about the earliest uh, examples of cannabis use was found recently in China in a burial ground. 2,500 years ago, they found burnt residue of cannabis in this burial ground. And that and, is and, the and oldest three, document. And three empty bags of m and <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they made M&M's back then. I'm going on a list. Uh, anyway, that, uh, I just find that fascinating that here's a product that's been used for thousands of years and it's taken us this long as a modern society to recognize the medicinal qualities of it and there's also some adult use and recreational qualities too, if it's used responsibly. Sure, as, as you know, what, what, you know, you can debate or argue the point uh, whether uh, whether we as a country needed another vice, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're a country built on opportunity, rights, and freedoms, and that's right. all that's being exercised here. Right. Properly controlled and used in moderation, th there's, there's a lot of things that can fly in our country without becoming a detriment. That's right, and again, it's an adult adult use over 21 year old product mm -hmm. and it's designed that way because there are certain responsibilities whenever you put any kind of a substance into your system whether that is alcohol caffeine nicotine or cannabis so so to talk a little bit of how how we built that bridge yeah. between you know cannabis risk management and deciding yep. as you asked earlier uh, what uh, you know the 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 uh, real origin of, of the need for a risk management association, uh, and you know, and I, I stepped into this in about halfway through the the, the second quarter. Okay. So there there was a, a team of uh, people, mm -hmm. uh, businessmen mm -hmm. and women in uh, in the Western Pennsylvania area, and and elsewhere, mm -hmm. but but concentrated there. Who who had uh, you know had been thinking about a place in cannabis, mm -hmm. and you know given given their toolboxes, and uh, you know where uh, you know sort of a combination of their their cognitive abilities and desire, uh, desires, but also their their, their behavioral mm -hmm. uh, uh, drives. Mm -hmm. They. Uh, they decided, you know, what what would be the best place for us to create an entry point, you know, given our capabilities and our interest into the cannabis market. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there was some insurance background involved. There was some 
finance background involved. There was a banking background involved. Mm -hmm. But but the real idea became, uh, you know, independent of anything. Mm -hmm. uh, the biggest thing that will correctly or properly launch, and I mean, I've used this practice too in you know, the introduction of disruptive technologies mm -hmm. into businesses that produced uh, automotive components. Mm -hmm. uh, what you really need to do is define and understand and learn how to bring your product to market while mitigating and controlling the risk. There you go. So, so in this case, uh, it, it was a, you know, a, a very prominent uh, forethought that uh, what we really needed to do, and I'm saying we now because this is a team that, again, I ultimately ran out of field halfway through the second quarter. What, what we really needed to do is get formal and focused risk management processes and products out to the cannabis market. Right. Because only if, in the evolution of this market, only if those risks were controlled, mm -hmm. Did the industry really stand a chance of being as successful as some of the projections that we're now hearing? Right. Billions. Billions, if not trillions. And I, I think it's fascinating just to keep an eye on all this. One of the things you mentioned was banks. As you know, the Safe Banking Act is on the floor of the House, or at least in a committee that's approved and all this. I mean, there's so many levels in, in politics in Washington, D.C. It's fascinating. But... The Safe Banking Act will open up the cannabis industry to the banking industry. How important is that to this industry? Because right now, it's all cash. Well, I, you yeah, know, it's vital. Mm -hmm. And but you know, and again, this this is more of a personal viewpoint. Mm -hmm. But I learned to really never overly concern myself with things that I realized are at least ascertained in my own mind had to happen. Mm -hmm. This has to happen. Right. These cash transactions right. cannot, con cannot continue. You know, I know just from the role of risk management, the, the additional stress that it puts on, for example, uh, putting together a, a, a portfolio of risk management tools for a dispensary right. when you're, you're dealing with all this cash. Right. And it's, it's unnecessary. It right. really is. Mm -hmm. Again, People need to get together, uh, you know, hear me say, put the politics aside. But we, we can't put the politics aside today in our society. No, we cannot. On, on the, the simplest of concepts that are 100% in the genuous, genuine best interest of the United States and its citizens. So right. what's that mean? It's going to take a while. But again, in my opinion, it's going to happen. So from the NCRMA standpoint, mm -hmm. although, you know, we have advocacy, mm -hmm. That, that focuses on things like that, mm -hmm. we, we're really only equipped to deal with things that have become permanent. Gotcha. You know, it's not speculative. It's not what happens when we get the Safe Banking Act. It's, for example, today, we'll talk about service partners a bit later. We have a number of service partners that provide various definitions of risk management tools and processes to our membership. One is pineapple payments. Yeah. And they're there for our members to use to help pi find payment solutions or payment processing solutions in, in areas where they deem it necessary. Right. 
Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. In the Weeds with Jimmy Young is a video podcast produced by the Pro Cannabis Media Network for the entertainment and education of our audience. All opinions on this show should not be considered medical advice or reflect the opinions of the management of CLNS Media, C-Suite Network, Pro Cannabis Media Group, or its marketing partners.